You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to the Co-op Podcast. And this is a recap special where we will be recapping the PlayStation Showcase, which happened on September 9th, uh, 2021. So um, I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Richard? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up, indeed? And um, Dana Abercrombie may may also be joining us um, any minute now. She's just, you know, doing an interview at the moment, but she might, you know, she might come over and join us uh, to give her thoughts on this showcase also. Um, so yeah, like this was a an interesting showcase. You know, last time we had a, a show, we was we was uh, recapping the Xbox showcase, which was at Gamescom. Mm-hmm. So you know, we, we we're kind of making it a trend to cover these shows whenever they happen. Um, and we have no bias, of course. You know, whether it's Sony, Xbox, you know, um, and you know, we may even do some Nintendo stuff as well. Uh, but we'll we'll see. I haven't heard anything about you know Nintendo directs in a while but yeah uh, that's just what it is so we're gonna basically give our main takeaways from from this playstation showcase and then you know at at the end we'll kind of have a bit more dialogue about you know what we think about the future of sony and the playstation 5 you know based on our takeaways so um I guess I'll kick it off you know um because I might my, my takeaways might be shorter than yours I'm not sure um but yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna go through the things that stood out to me personally. Um, if if you have a problem with this, don't at me. You know, uh, it's just it's just my opinions <laughs> and what I think. You know, the uh, my my opinions don't reflect on the coalition. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the first thing that caught my attention, you know, was Kotor remake. Like when I saw that, I was like, okay, they're coming to play now. Like. That, Cause that's a major thing. Like, um, KOTOR, you know, that, that's one of the definitive games of like, you know, uh, back in the day, like Bioware and stuff. Um, and you know, this, it, it was such an iconic game, like for, for, for the Star Wars, Star Wars series. And for a long time, it kind of defined, you know, um, Star, the Star Wars game universe you know, and stuff like that. Um, and I remember playing it, you know, back in the day. Um, I actually played it on PC. I know a lot of people played it on Xbox. I didn't get to finish it back then because I had, um, I didn't have a, a beast machine like I have now. I was playing it on a laptop and I had some technical issues. So I never actually got to finish the game, but I was loving it at the time. Um, so to hear that they're making a remake is like, yes, like, you know, this this is in like the same kind of realm as the final fantasy seven remake, you know, like to have this type of game, um, you know, coming back around as a remake with new technology, like the possibilities are insane. So, you know, I'm very happy to hear that, uh, there is a Kotor remake and I have a question for you, Rich, about this, but, um, Dana Abercrombie has joined the show. So, Hey Dana, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful, excited to talk about the PlayStation Showcase. Good, good. We're excited to have you. Uh, can't wait to hear, you know, what you think. 
we're just uh we just started our takeaway segment you know just talking about you know our, our personal takeaways um and you know my my first one was kotor and uh rich uh we was talking a little bit about this before so uh which studio was it that's uh you know picking up this remake and and developing it uh i believe it's a studio called aspire uh they've worked on another star wars game i believe it was last year commando republic uh so if anyone does have the name correctly please forgive me because i only remember parts of that game i didn't really play that because that game came out a while but they released it again for switch and playstation 4 so um that was sometime last year i believe yeah awesome okay and um so and it has been confirmed now right that this is a playstation exclusive is it yeah, yeah, yeah. After the presentation, they, you know, they they did a couple of updates, some additional updates. They spoke to some of the devs, PlayStation Studios, etc. But they did talk to the people working on this game, and they confirmed that they are working directly with PlayStation. So it's only coming to PlayStation Five, uh, at least from what I know so far. What we heard today. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Wow. Well, I wonder what. <laughs> I wonder what the temperature is going to be on social media, you know, after after this. But yeah, um, that's interesting. Kotor remake, PlayStation, you know, PlayStation Five exclusive. Um, I wonder if it will come to PC though, because I, I know if it if it doesn't, you know, the PC audience is probably going to be mad at that. Um, well, that's a great question. Uh, I have no idea. Um, I know that they did announce in this same showcase. We did see PC mentioned as far as I guess the Uncharted collection coming to oh, PS5 yeah. and PC. So I thought that was a very interesting decision to throw that in there because up until that point, everything we saw, it was only on console. So very interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll just hop right over to that because that's, you know, one of my takeaways. So Uncharted on PC, it's one of my takeaways. You know, I'm a PC gamer. Um, almost exclusively at the moment because, you know, I haven't really turned on my PS4 in a long time. I haven't got, you know, a next-gen console yet, so I'm, I'm pretty much just, you know, grinding with the PC at the moment. So to hear that Uncharted, you know, the the, four, the Uncharted 4 remake with Lost Legacy is mm-hmm. coming to PC, that's amazing, you know. And now I have high hopes that God of War will come. And um, here's the thing, like, I don't think we'll see any of these games come on PC day and day with the PS5 version. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But um, just to know that, you know, some of these PlayStation classics are slowly making their way to PC is is pretty good, you know, because then that opens up the audience. Um, and I think what Sony is thinking here is like, you know, there might be people who, who try these games on PC, like them, and then later on buy, you know, PlayStation 5 so that they can continue the series and not have to wait, you know, um, until it comes out on PC. So maybe that's what, you know, the idea is for this. Um, so are and... you saying PlayStation is AEW right now? Everyone's welcome? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, in a way, I guess, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem that way. I mean, KOTOR just, you know, it's like the CM Punk, it just went over to PlayStation. So, you know, <laughs> so I, I guess you could uh, you can make that parallel. Yeah. But um, but yeah, Uncharted to PC—that's huge. You know, that's huge. I'm sure a lot of people will hate that move. 
Um, but you know, it, it, it could potentially be good and, and it's, you know, it is still coming to PlayStation as well. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be enhanced, you know, once it, when it hits PS5 and everything. So, so that's good. Um, and we might not see any new Uncharted for a long time. So, you know, it's good to have this game back in, you know, the lexicon and have people thinking about it again. Uh, cause they did, they did do some wonderful things with that game. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say it was the best one in the series, but, you know, they did some wonderful things from a technical standpoint. So, so yeah, that's cool. Um, the, uh, some of these I'm, I'm, I'm just going to leave for, for Richard because I know he's excited, you know. Um, but when, when he brings, you know, one of these games up, I'm going to chime in too. But, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that for him to, to announce because I know he's super excited about one of these games. Well, hold on um, a second. I yeah, go ahead. I, I don't want to cut you off. I just got an email confirming from PR that Star that Star Wars game is coming to PC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so PC and PS5. Yep. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, so that's good because I I know there's a huge PC like audience, um, like people who only game on PC who love Kotor. So mm-hmm. it's good that you know they are catering to that audience. Um. But yeah, so so the next thing that you know, and I'm, I'm I know that me and Rich were kind of thinking the same thing when this game came on, like that Eve shift up game. Like I, at first, I thought, is this Bayonetta? Yeah. And then, like as yeah. it as it <laughs> as it went on, I was like, okay, this 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 is kind of giving me a Metal Gear Revengeance vibes, like but a woman version of it or something like. Um, uh, but yeah, like that game, it looks sick, like. Um, mm-hmm. The, the, the longer it went on, the more drawn into it I was, like just seeing the things that was possible, like the things she was doing, like in terms of countering the attacks and everything and, um, you know, delivering offense or whatever. Like she was she was doing some pretty creative things from what I could see. Um, and I can imagine that's going to be quite exhilarating to play. So, yeah, they caught my attention with that one. And um I'm I'm going to be looking looking out for it, for sure. Because uh, you know sometimes those like you know action kind of games are, are are fun, like the Devil May Cry, Bayonetta style games. Like some of those are pretty fun. Um, I d- I did like Revengeance as well. Um, I thought about replaying that recently actually. Um, so yeah, like these kind of fun um, over the top slasher games, hack and slash fighting games and stuff. Like they can be pretty cool. So. That looks good, and and I want to see how far they can push that genre with the new technology as well. So, um, Forspoken, um, like, there's a reason I'm kind of drawn to this because it has like an urban fantasy kind of vibe to it, and that's something um, I've been very into recently in terms of like literature, books, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually kind of writing something in that realm as well um so that kind of has my attention just based on the theme of the game and stuff um and it looks like it's doing some cool things it does kind of seem like it has the potential to be a bit cheesy um in terms of like the story and the dialogue but i'm hoping you know it, it won't be um it won't be too cheesy i'm hoping it will turn out to be pretty good stylistically and stuff but uh, but yeah, it, it it looks cool. It looks cool. I, I like the uh, the main character and everything, the character design and stuff. Um, 
you know, a lot of uh, diversity in, in this uh, show for sure. So, so that's good to see. Um, Gran Turismo 7, uh, like, I know everybody, you know, automatically compares Forza and GT. Um, and at this point, it's almost unfair to compare them because the output isn't the same. Like, Forza is like every year, you know, you get Horizon, then you get a Motorsport but it's like every year you're getting a Forza game pretty much. And Gran Turismo, it's like, it, I think they try to go more with um, quality over quantity. Um, but I don't know. I don't know, like, what, in, in terms of, like, simulation racing, I'm not sure what uh, the general consensus is of what's better. But I do want to see more of what GT7 is going to bring to the game. Uh, was you going to say something, Dana? Yeah, so what you're saying is you feel that the other, well, you said Gran Turismo and you, you compared it to motor, not to, to motorsport, right? Yeah, motorsport and Horizon. Like, right, you know, so, so you feel that that is the Tyler Perry of the racing video games because it comes out every year. And you <laughs> <expressed> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Quality over. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say Forza is is isn't quality like those games do are quality um i have a friend who's very into driving like he's he loves cars he loves racing and he loves car games and um he used to back in the day he was a gran turismo person 100 percent. but like over the last decade or so he's like exclusively forza now like and he doesn't even like look for for gran turismo so i think there's there's a lot of uh car heads that do prefer Forza, um, and they, you know, they have kind of become the, the default racing, you know, simulation game. But um, I do think because of the longer development cycle of Gran Turismo, they do have the potential to do some great things. So that's why I, I want to learn more about what what are they actually doing to innovate the genre with this one. Um, I, I I just will make a comment. Uh, you know, I, I did review Gran Turismo 6 when it came mm -hmm. out. Uh, the game was good, but it's a situation where they launched it and they there was a, a ton of stuff that still wasn't in the game. And then they added it over time. So I really hope that is not the plan for this game because the trailer looked great. Uh, yeah, Gran Turismo is a great game, but uh, <clears throat> I just hope that when it launches, it has a good amount of content. It's fine for them to add content later, but that's the one thing that Forza always has. It has a ton of content uh, right at launch, um, and they continue to also add stuff to it. So, yeah, hopefully the same thing we can expect with Gran Turismo 7. But, yeah, um, I understand your friend liking Forza because we haven't really – they haven't really released – they don't release Gran, uh, Gran Turismo that often. Because I think that that Gran Turismo 6 game, I have to go back and check the time. Maybe that was 2017. I, I don't know the exact time, but it's been a while. So uh, it makes sense that, and this is coming out in March. So we're still a ways away from, it's far away from Forza. So people will not be able to compare them because they're not coming out at the exact same time. But yeah, it's definitely something to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, I would like to, I don't know if there's like more of a, um expanded look into what this game is going to offer out there. But um, yeah, if there is like an extended demo or, you know, um, 
featurette on this game, I do want to like have a look at it just to see, you know, what what this game is going to consist of fully. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that 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 could be something to look out for for sure. Depending, you know, how in depth they go and how innovative it is and stuff. Um. Uh. So. Let's see. Uh, so yeah, of course, you know, we got a new Spider Man. 2023 yep. they gave us yep. a window window of time um and you know you saw the the two spider spider-men you know in the miles Morales, <laughs> peter parker and then at the end you had like as soon as i heard the voice i knew you know venom you know so that's going to be interesting um i would love to see how that fight is going to be in that engine because it's a, it's a fantastic engine um you know there's a lot of potential there so um, this is kind of like their flagship game now, you know, the Spider-Man series. Um, they invested a lot of money in it. They bought, you know, the whole studio, Insomniac and everything. So um, I'm sure this is going to be great. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be looking forward to this game. Um, and I can confirm now that I will have a PlayStation 5 by 2023, for sure. Because <laughs> I, I, I am going to play this game, like, 100%. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. And then, you know, uh, just to end off, like, my takeaways, um, God of War, you know, um, I've, been, I've been waiting to fight Thor, man. That's what I've been waiting for. Like, I thought I was going to get to fight Thor in the first game, and they disappointed me. So they've teased him, you know, a lot, and he was teased in this trailer, and a lot of different things were teased. You know, they had the other the other uh the girl at the end, and I think they, I think in the after thing, they said it was a giant or something. Um, I don't know, but yeah, they have, it seems like they have some new characters. It's called God of War Ragnarok. So I'm sure Odin is going to be heavily involved in the game too. Um, so yeah, it looks cool. It looks, it looks more of the same pretty much, um, in terms of the gameplay footage, it looks, you know, exactly like the first one did to me. It doesn't seem like, you know, they kind of upgraded it a whole lot, but, but the first game was so good that. They probably don't even need to do that much. Like it, it was a really good game, you know, back then. So, uh, yeah, you know, more God of War. So can't argue with that. But um, that's pretty much my takeaways. Um, um, I, I have to say, every time I watch one of these showcases now, I'm reminded of how old I am now, like, and how much my life has changed. Because, yeah, um, there used to be a point in time when we, when we were doing this co-op and I was like saying I, w- I wanted to play basically every game that was shown, you know, but some of this stuff in here, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm never playing that ever. You know, uh, there was a lot of that in this in this uh, showcase, you know, um, and some stuff looked cool, but I just I just don't think I would dedicate enough time to play it. So. Yeah, but uh, those things I mentioned are the ones that really stood out to me and caught my attention and that I feel like I actually would play at this stage in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, I did leave out one game and that's because, you know, I want, you know, you guys to be the one to bring it up because I know how exciting it made you. Um, so, and, and I will chime in once, you know, you bring it up. So. <laughs> Uh, I was going to go to Rich first, but now I feel like, you know, I should yeah, go, go to Dana. Yeah, go, so go to Dana. Yeah. Dana is here now. So go ahead, Dana. <laughs> let's, let's hear your takeaways from. Oh. <laughs> she, she had to put the hat on for this. <laughs> You're muted. 
Well, that's okay. She has to get uh, situated first with the hat. Yeah. Yeah, you're so muted. I had a whole monologue and everything I was saying. Okay, okay. Good heavens. So basically, yeah, the Spider-Man. I need another Spider-Man hat because we're going to have Miles Morales in this as well. Mm-hmm. So and also with the Venom, I really want Eminem to just drop that song again. Yeah, he, he, should, uh, he should voice. He should voice Venom at this point. <laughs> hey, at this point, I just want him to go. <laughs> That's all. So. <laughs> oh, sorry. So first of all, Marvel's Wolverine. Oh my gosh! Talk about a game. Yeah, there that it I, is. There it is, people. That's the game. That's the game where I was like, I did not expect this. And the fact that it's coming from Insomniac Games, Mm -hmm. Black Jesus, I just sat there and was screaming and crying tears of happiness of joy. Um, This looks exciting. And, you know, Insomniac Games has a pretty good track record of not screwing things up immensely. So that was something that, you know, you already have the backing of knowing that people love this character. So to me, that feels like you have to make it exceptional. You have to you, you succeed expectations when it comes to a character that is so beloved and so renowned in Wolverine. So while it's, a, you know, I'm just hoping that they don't screw it up. And going by the trailer, we all know it's kind of a cinematic trailer at this point. You know, mm-hmm. you add in things to make it look all nice and spicy. But I genuinely have faith in Insomniac Games for just their track record alone and their dedication. And I really do feel that they care about the characters that they put in their games. So for this, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm, I'm still right and it doesn't end up being an Avengers situation. Uh, so oh, it, I'm sure it won't. Yeah. So then we have to talk about Spider-Man 2. The fact that, yes, we had the first game, which is amazing. We had that second, you want to say, people, I don't know if you would call it a full game. Remember, we went back and forth so many times. There were different interviews. Like, we don't know if it's a full game, it's a half game, a quarter of a game. But the fact that they're in the same game now, this seems really fun and really exciting. And we had Venom in it. So I just really love what they're doing with the character development. And I love what they're doing with their stories. So, again, I really think that this is something that we can look forward to, both in the gameplay and in the stories and in whatever it is that you as a gamer look particularly, look, whatever you focus on, um, I hope and I think that they will knock it out of the park and meet expectations and hopefully maybe will be game of the year. Um, Ragnarok, we had to talk about that a little bit. That looks really great. We finally got a trailer that showed the gameplay. Gameplay looked pretty decent. I'm pretty excited. I remember the very first God of War was just hooked from the very beginning. So I like what they've done with the series so far. Everything is not perfect, but I like what they did. And the thing that they teased with Thor, this seems like it's going to be really interesting. Forget the fact that there was the movies and everyone knows about Thor, but you're facing like the God of Thunder. and You have Kratos, the God of everything. That's awesome. So that right there. Then we have the Star Wars Night of the Old Republic, the remake. Um, I know there are a lot of Star Wars fans that's going to be really excited for this. I was like, okay, um, um, I'm not something. I'm not someone who's going to actively go out and be like, oh my god, I did this game. But you know, somewhere down the line, for me, this seems like something I can put in the back of my brain and be like, I can go and play. Maybe not the year it comes out, but 
you know, later on, it's a PS5 exclusive. So that's also a good thing as well. I'm not sure how you feel about that, Gary, because you are a PC head. So. Oh, yeah. So yeah, um, I'm mm-hmm. happy about it. I'm happy to know, you know, especially that it is coming to PC and, you know, PlayStation as well. So I'm happy about that. Um, but I know, you know, there, there was a, a different remake that you were looking forward to, but, you know, we didn't hear anything about that, you know, unfortunately. So. <laughs> you know, one day my game will come. And what's hilarious is that I'm actually staring at the game, which is the No Mercy WWE. But yeah. one day my remaster will come. I believe in it. I have faith in it. Okay, yeah. that's what I believe in. Um, but speaking maybe, of maybe, uh, maybe when AEW buys out WWE, that will happen. Yeah. Well, they, they, I, I know they have been looking at that game for inspiration. So yeah. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to whatever it is the game they're working on now for sure. And you know, just I know it wasn't shown, but just to say really quickly, with AEW, they did show footage of their game that they're working on, mm-hmm. and it looks pretty good. It looks look looks nice, a little, little juicy. You got the little hairs on the arms and everything. You know, it's still in development, <laughs> so we're not going to get that cleanness yet. But what we did see, I saw little goosebumps. They they showcased Jungle Boy and he had little goosey bumpies, and he had the little hair. So we're we're heading in the right direction. Uh, so, but speaking of other remasters, Alan Alan. Ugh. Alan Awake, which I Alan yeah. Wake, yeah Alan yeah. Alan Wake. Sorry, yeah. I am getting ahead of myself. But Remedy, they're remastering the game. Um, I believe it comes out October fifth. This is something that you know, if you enjoyed the first one, or even if you never played the first one, I really think that you're going to have a great time playing. Um, the fact that it's remastered, I don't know if they added in some extra specialness into it. Or they just really fixed a lot of the graphics that we had to deal with back in PS4. But I think that this is something that is one of those games that is impactful in the sense of, you know, they did such an exceptional job with the first one that I feel that even though time has passed, it still has, I'm forgetting the word of what you say um, when a game still, or when anything still has meaning. So I I think that, you know, this is a game that, thank you. I think it's still relevant. I think that it is still something where you can say that this is impactful for new players, especially who've never played, you know, Alan Wake. Yes. And, and I and I would add to add, I agree with what you said. And to add to that, that tells me a hundred percent they're working on Alan Wake too, because mm-hmm. to release that remaster, they want people to get into the series that might have missed it, and then those that are already into the series. But I think that's a sign that they're about to work on this the sequel. Yes. Um, also, really quickly from Bethesda Studios, we have Ghostwire Tokyo. Yes. And I, I love myself some horror action games. And the fact that we're getting this, and it looks, again, very good. It looks very crisp. But again, it's hard to tell because of cinematic trailers and how that runs. But I do think that we do overall need, I don't know what's going on, I think we overall need more of the horror action games. And so it looks really great. I am looking forward to diving into it. I want to be scared. I want to know the story. I want to be invested. So, and Bethesda, again, they're pretty good at what they do. So I'm excited for what could possibly be. I, I'm looking forward to this one. We will not mention Guardians of the Galaxy only because the Avengers video, <laughs> the Avengers video, and I'm not, and I genuinely hope that yep. Guardians of the Galaxy is good. I genuinely hope that this is a game that people are taken by surprise. But I feel that the stain of Avengers 
was so darn bad that it will affect how people perceive this one. So mm-hmm. I do, I don't know how long this has been in development, but I do hope that they've learned from the mistakes, the multiple mistakes of Avengers, and they have improved upon those mistakes to give us a game that is at least not so repetitive and just makes you feel like you're just, I can't even say you feel like you're dead inside because you're just numb. Yeah. You know, so, so uh, yeah. That was uh, Gary's favorite game when it came out, Avengers. And I played it, you guys know. (laughs) And here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing is we played it in advance. It was, it was Tony and I. Yeah. Um, back when we had Comic Cons, when no one was in danger of dropping dead from panoramas, <laughs> we we played the game and we're like, okay, like it was actually decent, but they showed us such a small portion of it mm-hmm. that the repetitive we didn't get the full scope of the repetitiveness of it and the disappointment of it. So if you're just previewing it, great, but if you're sitting there with the full game. Bless your heart, really. But moving on really quickly, we have Deathloop, which I know maybe someone in here is probably playing or is going to play and get that review about what it could be. But uh, we got the final trailer. We've seen trailers of it before. This is the final trailer. And this is just something overall that I'm looking forward to. And I'm not a person who, who likes a bunch of trailers. I'm more like, just give me the game and call it a day. But, it, you know, it, there's so many different games that's coming out and there's so many different things that's showcased. I like that they put in that final trailer to keep that in the back of our mind. And the fact that it is coming out September 14th, you know, hopefully if nothing is delayed, then that is something that I'm, I'm really looking forward to with that. And then just really quickly, I know that no one in here, you, I don't think you have any intentions of playing this child's game. But from a visual standpoint, it did stand out for me. I cannot pronounce this game with two cents. I think it's uh, Tachia? Tachia? Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I don't know it's, how to pronounce it either. It's T-C-H-I-A. <laughs> I'm dyslexic, so please don't try to make me say that name. But yes, this is a kid's game. It is an open world. It's tropical. But have you ever found yourself, what I found myself recently doing is playing what would be those kids' games because we have so much that's going on right now, and and it's a really just nice escapism and a nice distraction from everything that's kind of occurring in the world, that sometimes it's okay to just sit back and play those kids' game and, and then get souped up in the world. So visually, I like the fact that how, how it looks. I like the fact that it is this uh, African-American uh, child in it. So it's really nice to see that lovely array of diversity or just kind of overall what we had in the showcase. I think overall the showcase did a very decent job. They did a very good job um, with keeping it simple. It was short. It was simple. I didn't feel that it went on for way too long. I didn't feel that it was, you know, some type of big thing where they made a lot of promises that we hope won't be empty. I think they just, it was exactly what its name is, Showcase. Mm-hmm. And and so I really appreciated that. And also we do have Uncharted Legacy, these collection. But then again, this is like a collection. If you like the other games that was in, that's in the collection, you're really going to like what's, what's going to be in this. So I'm not going to really dedicate that much time speaking about it, even though I'm now talking about it. Um, but that was really good. And I know that there was another one that was kind of a weird trailer. It was, I don't know how to pronounce this again because I'm dyslexic. Um, Kid Amensa. 
Um, it's A M. It's S M N E S I A. It was exhibition. Yeah. It was kind of the the, the rock band. The the Radiohead thing. The Radiohead thing. Yeah. So um, that seems really interesting because I we all know from rock band, it's different artists and everything to have Radiohead. Mm -hmm. I'm really happy that Radiohead is still relevant and people should learn more than one song other than Creep. So. That was a nice little thing as well. I think that was basically it. You guys covered the Grand Theft Auto, and also we got another. I don't want another PlayStation. Well, not PlayStation. I'm sorry. I don't want another Grand Theft Auto. Just give me six. Yep. I want. Yeah. I want my six. I don't. They, they've released uh, GTA Five like three times now or something. I don't, maybe I don't, more than that. Somebody, somebody gonna play it. You know, GTA Online, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. GTA Online is is still fun. I played it recently, but like, um, but still, I think they need to be working on the next iteration now, and they need to oh, stop. Yeah. They need to stop showing well, us, you know, this game like it's new. I mean, I I think they are working on the next game. Mm -hmm. I just guess that they there's nothing to to show yet. But I I would I would say instead of releasing GTA Five, why not release Red Dead Redemption? Uh, you know, for PS Five and Xbox. Because that's yeah. the most recent game that they had that was out, um, but maybe, the, the, maybe the, that's coming there's too. one reason why. There's one reason why. What? what why is that? Shock cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Hey, GTA Online oh. is making money, so yeah, I understand why they would continue to have this game out there. Yeah, um, they they make like millions off of those shock cards on GTA Online, so. Yep. They, they want to keep that, you know. That's two K, two K. My boys are two K. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that money. And really quickly, I'm not sure if you touched upon this, Gary, but um, mm. Project Eve. Um, yeah. That one it looked really good, where you had the the whole devastated future, the Earth was all like decimated, and she's like fighting some really weird aliens. So why oh, would like the, it all? The, the Eve Swift up one. Mm -hmm. The Swift, yeah. Yeah, I really like that one. So that one, that one looked really good. And then we also had Teeny Tiny. What was it? Teeny Tiny, um, Tiny Tina, Wonderland. Yeah. So that, yeah. that that looked good too. But uh, you know, uh, I probably won't play it. But it does look it. cool. But it looked cool. But and and you know, we'll get. I think what <laughs> what was really smart is the fact that we are getting a Borderlands movie, and the fact that we're you know we're her character, the fact that it's a spinoff video game from the main Borderlands, I think that will attract new fans who've probably never played the Borderlands video game. And right now it's a really great time to give Tina her own video game. So I think hand in hand that works really well. And we finally got a trailer and you know from Gearbox and I, I think that it's not bad. Um thinks it comes out in March twenty twenty two. Crazy that we're only like what, four months away from twenty twenty two, four or five months. So, uh, yeah, crazy. But, yeah, that was basically my overall thoughts. I really like what they did. I think they called it very sweet, compact. They got right to the point. They got people excited. They got people numb or whatever you want to say with Guardians of the Galaxy. I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, some, some, some great takeaways there. So we're going to head over to Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. now. So, Rich, yep. what are your takeaways from the PlayStation Showcase? So uh, to paraphrase uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, I, I don't think there was anything that was ugly about the show. I do have at least one criticism, however, that I will make. So let me get to the to 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 what I 
to talk about the first half of the show, yeah, the standouts for me, uh, similar to to both to both of you, Kotor, Kotor, that's great. Uh, the Project Eve game, yeah, like Gary had mentioned, he thought he thought that that was Bayonetta at first. I thought that could have been Parasite Eve also, because I remember that game. Uh, it kind of reminded me that when I see the aliens and all the other stuff. So, but yeah, Bayonetta is probably a more of a more reasonable comparison. But yeah, that looked awesome. Um, Alan Wake remastered. They actually announced that earlier this week, so I was wondering why the why we didn't get a trailer, and I got the answer today because they made sure it was in the PlayStation Showcase, which is cool. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Ghostwire Tokyo, yep, awesome. Same thing with Deathloop, awesome as well. Um, and uh, let me see. Yeah, and that pretty much concludes what I thought of the first half of the show. <laughs> Because a lot of these other games did not need to be at the showcase at all. I'm not trying to say that to criticize the the, 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 the developers or studios, whatever. But Grand Theft Auto V, we know why that was in the showcase. Because as Gary already alluded to, they, they need to make money off of GTA Online. This is what 2K does. So, yeah, but I don't care about that. I only care about new games they're working on. So that should not have been in the showcase. Tiny Tina and Wonderlands, you know, if you're a Borderlands fan, it, it, then that's great. But again, I, I feel like this is a game that's also coming to Xbox. So why would you showcase stuff that's also coming to your competitor? They did that with Tiny Tina. Uh, one game that should not have been in the showcase at all, Rainbow Six Extraction. I, I know there are some fans of that series, but uh, again, not necessary for this particular showcase. Uh, the Vampire Blood Hunt game, another one. Why is this in the showcase? Because we know it's coming to Xbox also. I feel like the strength of the show, I know every show, whether it's Microsoft, Xbox, or Sony, they have to have third-party content in there. So I'm not criticizing that, but I think if you're going to have the third-party content in there, make it a game that people are actually looking forward to. Uh, as for Guardians of the Galaxy, I have the same concern for that game because... I played Avengers. I beat Avengers. Um, I don't know how I was able to survive all that repetition. But uh, I, I played through that game, and I kind of want to think that this is going to be different because it's a story-based game, and there's choices. But again, there's a concern. So I that's a game where I'll wait to see how it is as far as the reviews, the footage, and stuff, and then I'll decide whether or not I'll pick it up. But still, I think it was better to show that than it was to show Grand Theft Auto V, uh, the Vampire game, and some of these other games that really don't really matter that much. So, to, to so so that that gets that out the way. Now let's talk about the positive stuff, because to me the highlight of this conference was the second half. I could have done without seeing anything in the first. And don't get don't get it twisted. I like Project Eve. I like Forsaken. Those are games that I 100% am going to play at some point next year when they come out. I, I know that already. Um, but for me, if you if you want to wow people, because I, I noticed that Sony, they were sending out notifications everywhere about this event because I got one on the PlayStation app last night. And then I got a notification on YouTube. And then I got a notification. You know, It's like everywhere I turned, there were notifications on social media about, oh, this is a, a can't-missed event. You need to be there. So to me, the second half of the show, that is why you needed to be there because of all the stuff they talked about at the second half, not so much the first half. 
And that's because that is the PlayStation Studios particular content they're working on. That stuff in particular is what was the highlight for me. So you mentioned Gran Turismo 7, Gary. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, I, I want them to delay it as, as much as possible to make sure that the game is great when it comes out. So I don't have any issues with that. I do agree 100% with what Dana said. The Wolverine game was a surprise because I didn't see any leaks about that game. Literally no one was talking about that. And normally when leaks do happen a lot in this industry. So I didn't hear anything about this game. So that's interesting. But, you know, Dana made another great point is that we saw a cinematic trailer. We didn't see anything else about this game. We're going based off of we know how great of a studio Insomniac is. So that's why you, you have faith it's going to be great. But we still got to see some footage. But still, that was easily the big, best surprise of for, for, for today's showcase. No, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. Can I chime in a little on that? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was great just the way they even revealed it because, of course, we saw the Marvel logo at first, but then, you know, we didn't know what it was until we saw the blades, you know, pop out the yeah. fist and everything. And that, that was very nicely done. Um, and this gets me excited for, like, the future of these Insomniac Marvel games. Like, I think um, they could do a lot, you know, with that. And I think there's a lot of great characters that they could implement, you know, into their um their framework of creating these marvel games so like you know um i don't want to take away from wolverine because it's excellent that you know they're doing something with this character and i hope that it's you know more gritty than the spider-man game is because you know wolverine is a gritty character (laughs) he's very violent you know so i hope that they're able to do more in terms of the violence with this game um yeah but also you know, this gets me excited for a possible Deadpool game too. That's what I was like, just about to say. If, if, <laughs> yeah. if they're going to get violent, then I, I definitely want to see Deadpool also in this game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I am such... you know, he... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that there was a previous Deadpool game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to have... say too. Like there, there, there was one back in the day, but it's a little dated yeah. now. So a new, bad. a new one, you know. It was, a, hmm? it, was a, it was a tad bit bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it, not good. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't no. great. But yeah. It, 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 it was something, but it wasn't great. You know? it, it, was, it existed, so no. Exactly. But hey, we'll see what happens. It's possible that he could show up. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Uh, Wolverine game, hopefully it is uh, violent and, and true to the character and gritty, as you said. But uh, we'll see. Um uh, two other quick points I want to make. God of War Ragnarok. I still haven't uh, played God of War, uh, the last one. What? I mean, I mean, I started it. I didn't. I didn't finish it because I think are, I. Are I, you I serious, think, Rich? Yeah, yeah. So that's a game that I have to go and finish before I can touch Ragnarok because I I haven't had a chance to really. I forget what else there was. This came out at a time where there were a lot of other games that I was also writing about on the site, so I didn't have and make the time to play it. But I have time to play it now since there aren't really too many games. I mean, it's a game where it, it, it takes a bit of time to really get into because it's open world and all this other stuff. So it, I kind of feel like if you're going to play an open world game, you need to devote time to just that game instead of playing multiple games. You really have to put time into it. So from what I recall, I think I'm at least halfway through the game now, so I don't have that much more before I would be done with it 
But yeah, I need to play that. But I will say, I'm looking forward to Ragnarok. It looks great. The whole Thor sh- showdown. Yeah, I want to see that. So that certainly looked great. And the last point that I want to make, obviously, Spider-Man 2. I've been waiting for this game ever since I played the first Spider-Man. Because if you completed the last Spider-Man game, I'm not talking about the Miles Morales game. That was great. But if you completed that, that first one, you already know why what what's going to happen in this game because of the villains and how they set it up. And the thing that I find so awesome about that trailer is that, yeah, Venom, we know about Venom because after they released the first game, people were asking about Venom. And one of the directors said, oh, well, that story, that, that deserves a story all its own. So I knew that Venom was going to be a part of it because even in the first game, they alluded to the fact about Venom, but they are completely changing who Venom is and how that character is in relation to his interaction with Peter Parker, AKA Spider-Man. So I look forward to that. Also, I will add that a lot of, he's not the only villain in this, the next game because it's, it was very much, pretty much obvious by the end of that game. Oh, the sequel is going to be fire because it's other villains. I don't want to spoil another for those that haven't played it yet. You need to play the game, but I, I just, I got to say after seeing what they did with, um Miles Morales and then seeing what Insomniac did with Ratchet and Clank this game is going to be fantastic and and I and, and and I have no doubt like I know Sony right now is in this thing where they want to release games on PS4 and PS5 there's no doubt in my mind this is going to be only on PS5 because there's no it's no way because 2023 no by then I think they should want to focus on PlayStation 5 a lot more but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But yeah, this the game is going to be awesome. Uh, so I, I, I mean, I, and I know we didn't see a lot from it, but I, I know it's going to be awesome because they set up so much to get to that point. So looking forward to that for sure. Oh yeah, cool. So that's your takeaways. Oh yeah, that's that, that's that's it. it. It was a pretty good show. I think the second half of the show was the show. I'm not trying to put down the first half. Because there were still some games in there that I'm I'm interested in, but I think with all the hype that Sony was doing for this show, the second half is the reason why they hyped up the show. Um, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> okay, bear with me one moment. I just have to write a note to remind Richard to to play God of War and Persona Five. <laughs> so. Yeah, I do. I do need to finish it. Yes, I need to finish that. There's a couple games I need to finish. That one I do have to finish. Yeah, no, but great takeaways though, you know. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm super excited to see you know what Insomniac does do with uh the Wolverine game for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait till you know we finally get gameplay because I remember when we first got gameplay of the Spider-Man game, you know, on on uh, the very first Spider-Man game. Um, mm-hmm with Peter Parker, you know, the first time we saw the actual gameplay, like that was mind blowing. So, you know, I I hope it's like the same effect when we finally see Wolverine and that would be great if, you know, Deadpool is in there as a cameo and then maybe later he gets his own game as well. Like that would be cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Uh, And, you know, Marvel in terms of games, Marvel does need to kind of get, you know, their reputation back up there after that Avengers game. 
Um, they, they, they might as well just they might as well just give the honors to, to Insomniac at the moment. Like, you know, well, but, I, I think Insomniac has done the best job so far. Um, yeah. yeah, so far. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, for real. But um, yeah, I know they have the other uh, they have that new Marvel game, too, that they announced, uh, you know, at the Xbox show. So there's some there's some other stuff coming. You know, and then we got the Guardians of the Galaxy game too. Uh, we don't know how that's going to turn out, but you know. <laughs> so, yeah, Marvel's doing some good stuff, and it's great to also see that Star Wars is kind of making a comeback too in uh, oh, yeah. in games. You know, with Kotor and everything. So, yeah, I, I'd say this was a pretty good showcase. I think you know it uh, got a lot of people excited, but that does lead me to a question that we're kind of gonna uh, end the show on now. Um, so. Did this PlayStation showcase get you excited to own PS5? Um, so, you know, we're going to go around the board and answer this question. And, you know, I'm going to start with the one who owns a PS5 right now. So, Richard, did, did, did this make you a happy owner of the PlayStation 5? And, you know, w- would this make you urge everyone else to, to get the console too? That's a great question, Gary. Um I would say that, well, first and foremost, yes, I do enjoy the PS5. I also enjoy the Xbox Series X. They're, they're awesome consoles. Uh, there are some games that are starting to come out for both. I mean, I know they had games at launch, but it was kind of a scarce. Um, to answer the question, though, after watching this showcase, my personal uh, opinion is that I have to say, yeah, Consoles are great. Do I think you need to go out and buy one right now? I, I, I don't think so. I mean, 2023 is, that's a little ways away. You know, and so I kind of feel like when you know when the Spider-Man game is coming out, and my guess is that game probably is going to, that could be, that could very well become their holiday game for 2023. I don't know if it's coming out at the beginning of 2023 or even the spring. But I kind of feel like by 2023, it makes sense to have a PS5 because a lot of games that are in development now, they will probably not be out until then, like some of the other games they didn't announce. And I know that a lot of people thought that we were going to hear something about The Last of Us multiplayer, The Last of Us Part Two multiplayer. That is an example of something that I know is not coming this year. It could come in 2023, though. So I kind of feel like um, it's the longer you wait to get a PS5, you're also going to have the option of other PS5s. I know there was a story that came out earlier today that suggested that a PS5 Pro could be out in the next two years. So even if you don't get a PS5 Pro, you might actually be able to find a PS5 by that time. So I, I think it's a great system. Do I think everyone needs to get it based off of this particular presentation today? No, because it's very hard to get one now, apparently, for a lot of people. So I, yeah, I would say, that is true. yeah, I, I would say you don't need to rush out and get it, but just know when, whenever you get it, whether it's next year or 2023, it, you'll have a lot of things to play because the library will start to grow. Um, but not right this minute, but yeah, next year, towards the end of next year, in the beginning of 2023, yeah, I think that's the time to get one. Awesome. Okay. And uh, Dana, after watching, uh, you know, the PlayStation showcase today, 
do you feel like you absolutely need to own a PS5 right now? I think the better question is, does this kind of excite PlayStation and make them want to get off their behinds to start making more consoles? Because I still can't find I can't get a PS5. So that you can show me all the wonderful games that you have in the world. You can show me all the Logans. You can show me all the Miles Morales and the Venoms and the Thors and the Ragnaroks. But I can't do anything about it if you're not making your consoles available. Uh, I think I, they are working on that, though. They well, are you've been they're working, working you've on launched, like a new. You what did they launched what in 2020? Yeah, last year. They launched last year. We're almost at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. I still can't. I can't get one. They're, they're so, working on the new SKU, like the new model with the. I think it's got like new different parts and stuff like that, you know, in it. Um, so I think them, they are working to resolve the problem, but but yeah, it's 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 very scarce at the moment. Uh, but a lot but, of things are, you know, graphics cards too, you know. So oh, and yeah, I completely yeah. understand that, but you're showcasing games that I can't get. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. And, 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 sure. and the other the other thing that I would also add to go on to what you said, Dana, is that. Even when you think about the games that are on PS5 right now, a lot of that stuff already came to PS4. The only right. game that is the, the three games that came out that were PS5 exclusive that I recall that was mm-hmm. Demon Souls, that mm-hmm. was Returnal, and Ratchet and Clank. Now Sony is releasing God of War. Ragnarok is going to be on PS4 also. They didn't say it, but no. you know it is because when they had that controversy last week when they were talking about. When they, you know, Horizon Forbidden West, that if you buy the game on PS4, mm-hmm. uh, you will not be able to get a, a free upgrade. And then they reversed that decision and said, okay, yeah, you can. But then when they released that statement, they said, for future games, if you buy them on PS4 and you want a PS5 upgrade, you got to pay $10. So that lets you know there's going to be other games that they announced are coming to PS4 and PS5. This yeah. is why I say 2023. Because by then, I think they will focus just on PS5 and not release stuff on both consoles. But when you're, but you know, like you were saying before, you know, for me, I've been feeling also in my soul that um, Spider-Man Two game that's going to be a PS5. Oh yeah, that's going to be PS5. That that you know, I'll, I'll be surprised if they reversed and said no because Ratchet and Clank was only on PS5. The Miles Morales game was on both. Because that was a holiday game. It was, you know, and they know they knew they didn't have that everybody might not be able to get a PS5 last year. That's why that game it made sense for it to be. But once they made the decision and Ratchet and Clank PS5, now I expect any game they release PS5. Don't even think about PS4. Right. So <laughs> yeah, if you're you're telling me to go look towards the future, where's the future at? It's still not here. <laughs> Give me my future. I literally had, this is how bad it was for me. I literally had a PS5 in the car. I went to go, you know, you put down, you, you get in your car and everything already. Yep. And you just press the little button, literally five seconds where you just whoop, pick up something. It was gone. Yeah. That so, happened. yeah, work yeah. on that. I try, I tried to get one for my stepdad. The exact same thing happened. So, yeah, that, that happens. So, they, yeah, they got to figure that out. But it's not necessary. I don't think it's necessary right now because Sony, when Sony made the decision to say we want to release the game on PS4, also that that mm-hmm. to me is like okay because that's a, a huge discussion. I went back and and w- with uh, our good friend Tony Polanco, and he also agrees. 
it would be great if Sony just focused on PS5, but I know they can't turn away from the people that have PS4. But by 2023, I will hope they're going to focus on PS5. I would hope, but we'll see what happens. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens between <laughs> that and, you know, we'll see. Because, again, just start making things available. People want to buy. Yeah. So I think that they've been, did a really great job of selling us the PS5. The issue is you're not making enough available. And I understand that we just, we're, we're still technically in a pandemic that is, you know, everything is in short supply. And I get that. And no one is at fault for that. But you're breaking my heart. <laughs> you show me these great games. And I'm like, okay, PS4. But then when I finally get my PS5, I'm staring at a bunch of games that I can't play, essentially. Unless I get them digital. So what's that? All right. So to summarize, Dana, um, you're, you're, you're happy with what they're showing and everything. Absolutely, and, yeah. And you, you do want to get a PS5. It's just except the fact for, that you can't get one right now. Right, so. except for, for Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> no. Well, you know that that's not a PlayStation exclusive, so you know, we can't, I know. We can't blame them. We can't blame them for that. But but yeah, who who uh, Square Enix? You need to fix up with that with those Marvel games because like you know what what Insomniac is doing is is crazy. So uh, yeah, and, and I'll uh, say this, uh, Gary. After you give your opinion, I, I have I have a prediction I would like to make. Uh, for in, in regards to you, but I'm gonna let you go first. Oh, yeah, yeah. So continue. Well, okay, <laughs> oh, I want to hear this. But, um, okay, yeah. So as far as me and um, did this get me excited to own a PS5? Uh, yeah, it did, but I don't feel like I have to get it right now. So yep. that's the thing, you know. I'm not in a rush to get it now, even if like you know Sony comes out tomorrow and announces, you know, there's there's uh there's like 5 million new consoles in rotation and you can get one right now. Like I'm not, I'm not buying it right now. Like that's just what it is, you know? Um, but, but by next year, like maybe the end of next year, maybe yep. then I will. And, you know, there's also a few games I'm waiting to hear more about, you know, that yep. could, that could get me very excited to, mm-hmm. to get that console, you know, um, and um, I'm, Rich might even mention one of this. I don't know if this is what he's going to mention. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, yeah like the you know, as, as far as how it's looking game wise, th- this next generation is looking great. Like there's a lot of stuff here, a lot of mm-hmm. new stuff. Um, I know, like what happened at, at like last generation was that you know um, we got an influx of remasters, like. It seemed like there was like a, a two three year window where all we got was remasters of, of old games, um, and you know this this time around it seems like we're getting a lot of new stuff, a lot of new IPs, new ideas, and and things of that nature, and that's great to see. Um, and of course, we're getting remakes. Um, there is a difference between remake and remaster. Remake is you know it's more um, it's more credible in my opinion because like you're re doing a whole you know the, the the whole game that existed before and you're doing redoing it with new technology new ideas and you know things of that nature so i put more respect on a remake than a remaster you know because some of these remasters that we were getting in the last generation was literally just like you know it, it wasn't even that much of a difference like you know they might have added a few new textures and that's it like so yeah um 
I, I think, you know, it's looking good so far for this new generation. And, and that's on both sides, you know, PlayStation and Xbox is looking very good, I think. So, you know, that I will say. But, yeah, Rich, let me know what, what, what is it you want it to predict about me. Well, well, hold on. Before I give that prediction, I, I want to make a quick comment. Um, the other reason why I say now is probably not the best time is because the the PlayStation 5 DualSense controller, that is a huge part of the experience. And I do not feel that there are a lot of games that are yet taking advantage of that. Last year, the Call of yeah. Duty game took advantage of it very well. So some devs are starting to take advantage of it, but until they actually take advantage of it, I can't say in confidence, yeah, 100%, you need to have it right now. Now, there are some other games that are taking advantage of it, but uh, I can't talk about any of that stuff at the moment. But, hey, we'll talk about it in the future. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point. But to get back to what I was going to say, um, uh, my prediction for you, Gary, is right as soon, and and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to say this, this isn't going to happen like uh, – it's going, to, it's going to be a delayed reaction. This is going to happen right as soon when they announced the Final Fantasy 16 and that uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2. It is coming to PlayStation 5 the day they announce it. I predict you will get yourself a PlayStation 5. You'll pre-order it immediately, you know, because you'll be like, oh, when you see whatever the trailer is they release. Now, again, there might be seven years from now, Gary, because this is we're talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake, and you see how long it took for them to release this first part. So, But, yeah, you, you'll have it. As soon as those are, games are announced, you'll definitely consider getting the system. I, I mean, I don't think any of the games you saw today, just, just with me based off of knowing some of the stuff that you like, I don't think you would have bought a system off of anything you saw today. But if Final Fantasy was in that show, yeah. <laughs> A hundred percent, yes. Well, you know, um, our, our, our friend on Twitter, Robert Silva, you know, he says that, like, you give the best predictions, and I think he might be right about that. Okay. Just a guess, just a guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know that, that's that's what I'm waiting for. Um, I'm, I'm like I'm eagerly awaiting Final Fantasy 16 news because we haven't heard anything about that again since they yep. first announced it. Uh, we know that we know the remake is probably going to take you know like three four years or something like that you know for them to to make that um and we got a dose of that last year and then you know we got the dlc this year so that's mm -hmm. all good but that 16 though i i want to know more about it like because we and only it, saw it once and they and they said we're going to get more news about that so my guess is you know tokyo game show is the end of this month there probably is going to be something at that show about this I hope so, so. Yeah, yeah, they have to because, uh, yeah, they they said we're going to get more news this year, so I'm expecting more news on that sooner rather than later. Yeah, because because they had that um, they had that that leaked document that was going around on Twitter um, of what's going to happen in in this showcase, and I saw Yoshinori Katase's name on there. Oh, and really? I, I was I was like super excited, like I thought, yes, like Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 16, you know, but yeah, that 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 didn't happen, of course. So that that picture was was obviously fake. Um, but yeah, Tokyo Game Show. I, ho I hope we uh, get some some more good news there. So mm -hmm. so yeah, um, but that's pretty much it for uh, you know 
for the, for this wrap up of the PlayStation Showcase. Unless either of you had anything else you wanted to add or bring up about you know what we saw today, go ahead, Dana. One more thing overall, you know how I always want my WWF. Um, I forgot the name. Oh, I forgot. No, no mercy. We mm. make this. <laughs> What's that give attitude? Me, give me give attitude. Me yeah. Give me some that. attitude. Give me a darn good wrestling game. So anyone out there, PlayStation, showcase that. I have this memory of uh, attitude, like, because I, I, I had a Dreamcast, like, and during, like, the um, PlayStation era, there was a lot of stuff I just missed out on just because, like, you know, I, I was, like, sharing the console with my brother back then and stuff. Like, I didn't, it wasn't fully mine kind of thing, but the Dreamcast was, like, the first console that was fully mine, right? And, like, um, around the time I had the Dreamcast, like I had friends who had a PlayStation, like the first PlayStation, and you know we would go to their house and we would play the SmackDown games, and then you know I would have to go back home and play the Attitude game, and it and it felt like a poor man's version of SmackDown, like because because SmackDown was like so fast paced, um, it was smooth, it had like you know g- good music, it had the updated roster and everything, and Attitude just felt dated, but. You know, in my head, it like because I couldn't, you know, afford a PlayStation back then. In my head, I I made it feel like SmackDown. Like I, I had great times with it, regardless. Like so, yeah, attitude. You know, I got I still got love for that game. But what was you gonna say, Rich? Two very quick announcements I want to make because I was looking at Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Forspoken game. Yeah. This is gonna make you very interested. Amy Henning wrote the the game. Wow. Wait, so so she's actually having a game that comes out? Yeah, that's surprising, right? Very interesting. Wow. So Amy wow. Henning is the writer on the game. That's awesome. I didn't know that. And then this other one, you may not be familiar with this, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, Dana's going to know who I'm talking about. Because um, uh, it was announced that uh, Tony Todd, the actor Tony Todd, who also was in Candyman, the original, he's playing the remake. Venom. He's playing Venom in the Spider-Man oh. 2 game. And he has that Wait, good who? voice. Who is he? Yeah, he's the voice actor for Venom in the Spider-Man 2 game. Oh, he's the guy oh, okay. from Candyman. Remember the original Candyman? Right. Okay. And he, that's, he, that's he did a lot of stuff. I'm really excited. He was in a lot of the all DC games. Um, yeah. The movies as well. I'm excited about this. And he still has that good, strong voice. It was yeah. kind of like that little smoker's voice. Yeah. It's spicy and it got... So yes, I'm excited for that one. Give me a one. That's good casting, and and that's that's great news about uh, Amy Henning because you know I know she's been she's had some like unfortunate situations with you know in terms of being a part of projects and then leaving and things of that nature. So it's good to see that you know um, she actually has something in the pipeline. So so that's good. And and that that game is um, they're using the Final Fantasy engine for that, right? Isn't it the Luminous engine or something? Yeah, it, it is a Luminous engine. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the that's the uh, same engine they use on Final Fantasy. I think. So. Wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, um, anything else to add? Oh no. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's a lot of exciting things to look forward to. Um, so, yeah. 
Just, just uh, you know, if you can't get a PS5 yet, it's, it's all good. You got more than enough time to get a PS5, but uh, when you do get it, the, you will have a lot to play further down the road. That's that's for sure. Awesome. Yeah, so, you know, that does it for our thoughts and takeaways on the PlayStation Showcase. Definitely chime in. Let us know what you think in the comments. Um, if you do enjoy us, you know, talking about games and, uh, you know, video game stuff um, and, you know, the, the co-op has a long history. And I know, you know, we haven't been as consistent with it because we've been doing so many other things. But if you do enjoy this, what you can do to get more of this is to like the video. You know, if you're listening on YouTube, like the video, subscribe, comment, you know, show us that engagement because that is very important for letting us know what you like what you want to see more of and things of that nature. Uh, Dana, did you want to add something? Yeah, hit the notification so that you know yeah. when we do go live um, and we post up the videos. That would also, you know, help to inform you of when we drop these videos. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, because I know we do have a lot of uh, fans out there who, who used to enjoy, you know, us talking about games and stuff. And they might have been wondering, you know, where, when, when are they going to do some gaming stuff, you know? Um, and you know, the thing is like, we do, we cover a lot of different things from TV shows, movies and stuff. And, you know, when we do that, the, the audience lets us know how they feel about it. They, they show us that they enjoy the content, you know, so we do more of that, you know? So like, but if you guys really do enjoy this content, please do like comment, subscribe, hit the bell. Cause then we'll know that, you know, people actually do enjoy listening to this stuff, you know? Um, and you can also comment on the website, thecoalition.com, coalition with a K. Um, and yeah, like if you listen on um, Spotify or iTunes, you can also leave a review there uh, also. So yeah, please do those things and let us know how you feel about, you know, both PlayStation gaming and, you know, the content and everything. Um, and yeah, we'll get to our shout outs and then we'll, we'll be out. So Dana, have you got any shout outs? Thank you for everyone who has watched, who listened to us, you know, either you're new or you're, you've been here for a while. So thank you very much for that. And thank you for this, the overall continued support. Indeed. And uh, Rich Bailey Jr., any shout outs? Yeah, just a shout out to all the people that are continuing to like, listen and support the content. Uh, whether we're talking about TV shows, movies, or video games. Yeah, we definitely enjoy doing this stuff. And uh, if you also enjoy this content, feel free to let us know. We'll keep uh, doing what we love to do. But, yeah, thank you all for taking the time to comment, uh, leave your likes, and, of course, subscribing. And uh, we look forward to bringing you more shows in the future. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I want to give a big shout out also to, you know, the uh, uh, all of our gaming audience who, who who has, you know, supported us throughout the years and always listened to the co-op podcasts and everything. Um, you know, a few names, you know, Marcus um, and uh, 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 Fergus Mills, you know, um, Mauricio Aguilar, you know, a few names that come to mind, people who always supported, you know, so a big thank you to all of you. Um, and you know, if if you enjoy this, definitely let us know. And uh, big shouts also to the Throwdown crew as well. Um, I heard you know Richard Bailey was on you know two Throwdown <laughs> podcasts last week, 
you know, and I, I listened to that and, you know, it's, it sounded like a real good time and I can't wait to, to get back over there myself, you know, on the throwdown and everything. Uh, they record super late. So that's the reason I haven't been, on that, uh, <laughs> you know, cause I'm, I'm like uh, five, six hours ahead or whatever. So it's like, you know, um, when they record, it's like, I'm, I'm fast asleep basically, but I do love the podcast. There's, there's always great banter and discussions on there. Um, so big shouts to all of them. Uh, was you going to say something again, Dana? No, I was going to just make a funny quote about you being in the future. Oh, go ahead. That was it. I'll tell you, Gary, of the future. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, yeah, I'm I'm the man from the future, so I, I know what I know what Dana's about to do in two seconds. You see, you see her hand move. See, I, I knew that. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, that is it. You know, uh, we will be back for some more gaming content, you know, um, and definitely make sure you check out the website because we have a lot of reviews dropping as well. Um, and yeah, so we have some great stuff that went up this week. So yeah, definitely check that out. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Take care, everybody. Have a good week and stay safe. Stay safe.